0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co host with more nuggets than Chick fil A, Nick Moran. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here, Nevada Putnam. And now. The single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon-Mendez. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into podcast room 303, episode 241. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez, and I have with me the two executive producers today, Uh, one of them back from the dead. Or, you know, not, doesn't have an appointment right now. <laughs> so uh, we have Nevada and the EPE. How are you doing this evening, Nevada?
1: I'm doing well. Um, I don't think I remember kissing you over the weekend, but I, I got a little bit of uh, the cred that you had. But not, not as bad as what you had. So altogether, <laughs> I'm doing pretty well.
0: Uh, it might be that $30 Uber ride that got you.
1: Yeah. It could be, yeah, it could be. <laughs> How
0: are you doing this evening, Eric?
2: Uh, doing good, man. Happy to be back. Might just be a short stop, but I will be back full time soon. Uh, just happy I can make this episode.
0: Yeah, and then uh, conspicuously dead to us today. Uh, you know, uh, Better known as Nugget Nick himself is not with us. So we'll go ahead and get into, um, obviously, Pop Culture them today will be top five players that should have won a Super Bowl in honor of the super bowl that just happened and uh you know <laughs> another epic choke job from the san francisco 49ers uh we'll get into the head to head uh and it's it's about as bad as it can be i don't think collectively we're at double digit wins i may be mistaken about well, that we see, may have
2: because of nevada he's carrying us
0: yeah and then uh <laughs> but i i want to see the units <laughs> and then oh, we'll no. get <laughs> we'll get into uh, the the NBA midseason review. Um, you know, as the trade deadline is now passed, we have solidified rosters for the playoff push. Um, and then you know, we'll discuss a little bit about the all-star, but uh, there aren't any odds up for it, so just keep it locked on socials. I will be submitting. That's what I'm waiting for this week. Everything's pretty much gonna be NBA all-star related for me. And then obviously we'll get into the Super Bowl review. So yeah, uh, we didn't get an update for the Jackie Robinson statue. It's not necessarily the what the fuck headline this week. I just wanted to remind myself cuz we said we'd update it. Uh they caught one of the individuals. They have him in custody. Um and right now it seems that it's not race related until, you know, until CNN gets a hold of it and somehow spins it that way, but he was just <laughs> they were they really went after this statue specifically for to sell it for scrap metal, <laughs> which is just, just uh, it, like, oh man, of all the crimes. Why don't, go man- a con- yeah, why, why don't you go through a construction site like normal people? Yeah, I, this is so high profile for no reason. Um, but
2: so, so just real quick, the price per pound of copper in the U.S. <laughs> market is three dollars and seventy-one cents. <laughs> They yeah. stole that statue. If it's for monetary gain, they stole it. And I, I'm going to look up the pr- to see if I can find the weight of that statue. We can do the math on this.
0: <laughs> so it, they said it was worth $70,000. So I don't know if that $70,000 priced at weight for <laughs> copper or if that – because it's a Jackie Robinson. So it weighed
2: 100 pounds. It weighed 100 pounds and it was – so it's $3.71, Right. It can't be 100 pounds. Yeah. Estimate the Estimated that the statue weighed 100 pounds. I mean, that's not like a, a, a set in street like concrete number, but that's what it says here on the New York. Well, it's the New York Times. So maybe it identifies as 100 pounds, but it's really like 500 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is. Uh,
2: yeah, that doesn't. It doesn't. It feel like that's right. Cause we could just pick that up. Yeah, two people could pick, or one person, if you know, could easily pick that up. And they said there was three individuals involved, so I don't think it's hundred pounds. I think, <laughs> I think that's some New York Times writers just whiffing shit. At, you know, <laughs> that seems a little light in the ass.
1: <laughs> well, we we know in our group that Nick ain't picking it up because if he gets halfway, he's gonna blow out his back. So. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: notorious back of his, yeah. They've already raised uh, yeah. 300,000 to replace it though. Yeah. And they still have the,
2: the metal.
0: So yeah, Uh that's pretty tight. Uh This is overall. That's just, that story just gets crazy and crazier. Uh I did see a headline that I sent to the group on Instagram that I completely forgot. And it was just the most bonkers, like the most bonkers headline I've seen maybe in my life. It, it, it just progressively got crazier and crazier and crazier. Uh, I probably could. Oh,
2: remember. I know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the lunatic one where he's like, at no point in this story that I know? Yes. What okay, so read, I'm going to read this for you guys. There you go. Spanish por- Spanish porn star Nacho Vidal, who likes to advertise his ar- aromatic candle shaped like his male genitalia on Twitter, has been <laughs> arrested on manslaughter charges. Following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom. That's the whole headline. Uh,
0: that the the <laughs> caption of like wow. I don't know what the next <laughs> word was has never been more accurate.
2: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Plus, where do you get toad venom at? Who, who's this? Who's this guy just pushing toad venom?
1: <laughs> also, toad. Venom. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Nevada. I was going to say you had me at his name. What na- Nacho Vidal? Is that right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Everything after that was just gravy. Spanish porn star
0: Nacho Vidal. That's a uh, Nacho oh, Libre's I mean, cousin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I I wish I would have read like the actual article just for more and more context, but apparently getting high off toad venom is, you
1: know, just just the thing that we're doing. Wild bonkers, it's a future, Futurama, hypnotoad style. Just take a lick and go to town, bro. Futurama, you know,
0: is Futurama still going? I think that's finally done. Yeah, they
1: just had a brand new season last summer. Uh, I haven't seen, I think they were signed up for two or three years. So, I'll, I don't know when the next one comes out, maybe this year.
2: Um, So wow. it looks like the case got thrown out The former actor who starred in more than 700 porn movies Was facing a prison sentence of between One and four, hundred, one and four years Had he been found guilty The judge concluded that there was not sufficient evidence Of the involvement of Vidal Whose real name is Ignacio Yorda In the death of Abad For the case to go forward Abad was the photographer who died in the ritual
0: His real name is just as good <laughs> Also yeah. like one to four years Manslaughter Yeah, but it's like he killed the man and it's just just one to four years. Also, 700 porn videos. (laughs) Yeah, man was busy, dude. So how many takes do you think he had to get to seven? Like because you're not always getting it right the first time, are you?
2: Dude, I've never been on a porn set, so I wouldn't be able to answer that question. But I'm assuming they don't get it right.
0: That's also a scary Google question. Yeah, and I'm not Google like how that. how many takes per porn <laughs> yeah. scene. You know what I mean? Like you might end up in a in a deep dark web there. So um, maybe let's not figure out that answer.
2: Oh, it says they can get two to three scenes done in a day, but that's Reddit, so who knows? We're not going to quote source that.
0: We're not sourcing Reddit.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> Even though I do like to use it at work.
0: <laughs> you use Reddit at work?
2: Yeah, just to you know, say shit to, to rile people up.
0: Like, uh, okay, give me an example.
2: I um, mean, I wouldn't, you know, just because people ask a question about like what is this certificate for this hospital? Now I'll just go on Reddit and look it up, and then it just takes you on this like rabbit hole of of just nonsense. And it's just fun. Reddit is just the wild, wild west of the internet, dude. That's all it is.
0: Reddit feels pretty tame compared to a lot of places on the internet. The internet is just the wild, wild west.
2: That's true. That's true. That's true.
0: All right. We we've secured Nevada. You good now, Nevada? Yep. We're good. Okay. Sounds Sweet. better, too. He does sound a lot better. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: You it, uh, Did you leave and come back not sick? <laughs> yeah. I uh, went and took a uh, little silver bullet. Um little epidural, or not epidural Jesus. <laughs>
0: okay, no, he's still sick, ladies <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into let, let's go ahead and get into um what do you have up right now, Eric? Pop culture pick them? I do have the pop culture pick them up. Yep. Okay, let's go ahead and get into that.
2: All right. So today's or did you want to do it? No, no go ahead. Today's top with. today's pop culture's top five players that should have won a Super Bowl. The order is Jermaine, Nevada, then myself.
0: So I was going to sit here, and I was I was t- talking about a pre-show. I really, really wanted to fuck with Eric and take Brian Dawkins here. Ooh, um, it's fine. First of all, that's a fantastic choice. I am a big Brian Dawkins fan. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take one of my all-time favorite players, Yeah. former San Diego Charger and New York Jet, Ladanian Tomlinson. Tom Linson.
2: I'm just going to put LT.
0: Uh, it's spelled L-A-Dane-Ian. <laughs> That's a solid pick. Uh yeah. No, it's I first of all he's is what the prototypical running back in today's NFL was before that. You know what I mean? He was a threat from anywhere on the field. He was a fantastic touchdown scorer which you can't count on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams went from 17 from, to 0 or 1. <laughs> Seventeen to one, and the the one was shenaniganizing. <laughs> broke broke week eighteen. So yeah,
2: um,
0: yeah, I'm going with LT, absolute dog on the field. And I, if another running back of mine doesn't get picked, I'll probably end up taking.
2: I like to refer to LT as Brian Westbrook light, though. <laughs> that's Ooh. that's such a bad take, bro. <laughs> Obviously, I'm just fucking. That's such it. a bad I just take. to see if I can get under your skin, Brian Westbrook? I know, a I know system running. back. Whoa. whoa. Everybody's just a <laughs> just running back. No, you can't I, run the ball if you're not in the system. It's
0: a callback because oh, oh. Nick won't give Brock Purdy any credit. It like he played great in the Lions game. Nick was like, "No, he didn't." And then so anytime anything happened in the Super Bowl, Nevada, and I, it was, "Oh, that's a system wide receiver," or that, "Oh, that's a system linebacker." It, you know, it got played out. Yeah. But I think we kept, we didn't stop until overtime. That's funny. That's hilarious. All right, Nevada, it's your your first pick.
1: Yeah, I I love the LT pick. He was on my list. Um, I think I know who your other running back is going to be, but I'm going to stay away. I'm going to go with another guy that um, we all grew up watching and just you couldn't get enough of it, and that was Randy Moss. Just an absolute stud. Just brought the wide receiver generation to a whole new level. Um, Shit, even when he was with New England, he was still crushing. Obviously, had all those set in years for himself personally, but also as a wide receiver. Just yeah, he's he's a short list as far as some of the greatest
2: wide receivers to ever play. Yeah, agreed, 100. Like if he's if he's not one B, he's he's one C. In my opinion,
0: who would be? Who would be? Uh, sorry, who's one? Who's who are the A, B, and C?
2: Uh, Jay Rice up here,
0: up yeah, at the very top. Okay, I just want to make sure. because Randy. Some, some people try to put Randy above Jerry Rice,
2: and that's no, nonsense. You got to win Super Bowls to be a GOAT at any position.
0: Also, Jerry Rice, if you take Jerry Rice minus Randy Moss, he still has a Hall of Fame career.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty insane.
0: Like, statistically, it's yeah. a wild – he's just a wild player. And he played till he's like 40-something. Yeah. Anyways, but, but they're probably like TL number three. Yeah, I might take.
1: Timber Broncos, Broncos legend, Jerry Rice.
0: Timber Broncos legend, Jerry Rice. That's amazing. All right, all right Eric, <laughs> let's go to get your turn here.
2: All right, everybody thinks they know what I'm going to go here, but I'm actually going to go with Larry Fitzgerald. Um, That's because you have back to back picks, Eric. All right, cool. I'm going to go with Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> just because um, met, met him on a few occasions, saw what he did in the community um has more tackles than he does drops in his NFL career um arguably just just a guy who just showed up every day and gave 100 and he just never had the good fortune of winning a Super Bowl uh and then with my next pick I'm gonna go with uh Terrell Owens because um god damn it if he if he took us to the promised land he would be my go at wide receiver but um I don't think he never made it back right that was the only Super Bowl he ever made it to
0: Terrell Owens won with the 49ers did he not
2: did he no, that's I, not right. I mean, I'll if that, if that's it, I can I have a whole other answer no. I'll switch it up. But I don't think he won one.
1: No, um, Tio never won
2: one. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna go T.O. I, I like both
1: those picks Eric. Those those two guys were also on my uh, on your list. On
2: yeah, list.
1: yeah, I gotta hit the big list. Um I think I'm gonna switch up the theme here. I'm just gonna build a team of. Um, just from every position, so I'm going to go with uh, Tony Gonzalez. Nice,
2: nice pick, solid tight end. Jermaine, what you got?
0: I'm going uh, Jim Kelly.
2: <laughs> That's fucked up.
0: And Cameron Jordan.
2: Cameron Jordan? Yeah. Nice. Back to
1: you, Nevada. All righty. So we got, let's see, wide receiver, tight end. Let's get a solid. There's plenty of running backs. I'm going to go with uh, Dan Marino. Classic answer. Nice. His playoff
0: stats are so bonkers to not have a Super Bowl. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, you kind of feel bad for the guy. Freshman year, he goes all the way to the Super Bowl, and he's got to be thinking, all right, I'll come back, and then just radio silent. Never could get back to it. That's got to be a tough beat.
2: I saw something today. It didn't go as far back as Dan, but uh, I think it's the last 18 first-time QBs in the Super Bowl that lost have never made it back, and it's up to Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, or Brock Purdy currently to break the streak.
0: That's why Nick and I were calling Joe Burrow, Dan Marino. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, uh, and dude, it, each one of those guys is going to be real tough to get back. I mean, you play in the AFC; it's already tough. But uh, you know, Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy are going to be battling each other for.
2: We'll be back next year. <laughs> uh, with my third pick, I'm gonna go with Barry Sanders. Uh, and then I'm gonna go with uh. I should have gone with him number one. I decided not to just because I knew these goons were going to give me shit. But uh, Weapon X himself. I'm going to go with Brian Dawkins.
0: He's blasphemous. I'm going to tweet him now. Tweet him. If he I'm tweets a, you back, I might, I might I might. be ready to die at that point. I'm going to send him this list. <laughs> believe this <man? laughs> he, <his> <laughs> you believe this, man? You're his favorite player. You believe this, man? You
2: probably got uh, McNabb on there. McNabb? No way.
1: He didn't deserve one. He was soft. Damn. Eagles fans
0: really turned on uh, the man. Start. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I, got, I, got a, I got a solid offense going here. I'm going to switch up to the defense. I'm going to get
2: one of the best defensive players of our generation with Junior Seo. Junior Seo. Nice. Oh, how do you spell S-E-A-U? Yeah.
0: Sweet. Uh, jermaine you're up uh yeah give me one second because you guys took everyone from my list so i'm I'm gonna need a need a little time out yeah so all right i'm gonna i'm gonna round it out with that running back that i said i was gonna take from earlier uh i'm going matt forte oh okay Matt Forte is an absolute favorite for me. Why is why are you
2: laughing? I mean, just look at all these names up here, and then you throw Matt fucking Forte up here. Like Matt Forte's
0: a dog.
2: Was a dog for two seasons,
0: bro. Don't disrespect. I'm not disrespecting
2: him. My brother's a giant Bears fan. I I, I actually used to love Forte. Had him in fantasy, but this is the season that he's up with elite players up here, dude.
0: What are you talking about? He has nine thousand seven hundred ninety six. Yards rushing in his career and fifty-four
2: touchdowns. Slight work.
0: That's not even counting how good he was at receiving.
2: Slight work, dude. Five
0: hundred and fifty-four receiving yards and twenty-one touchdowns.
2: That's
0: it. Oh, so over fourteen hundred total scrimmage yards and over seventy touchdowns, and you're saying that's it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if I compared him to Brian Westbrook, we'd see who's light in the ass. Then
2: do you see Brian Westbrook's name up here? Uh,
0: no. Exactly. Matt Forte is a dog, and he doesn't get enough respect. Is what I'm saying. Nah. And then I'm going. Uh, what's up? What was that, Nevada?
1: I was, I was going to say I, I got a running back that might. It probably won't flip your uh, flip your pick, but we'll save it for the honorable mentions. I was I was going to take. I'm a big Earl Campbell fan
0: because he played for Texas, okay. but like I didn't watch. I've never seen. I don't think I've seen anything other than a Texas Earl Campbell highlight. You know what I mean? That's the only ones that matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> Brian Westbrook, six thousand three hundred thirty-five yards, forty-one touchdowns. Bum. Okay, That's Bum. Why
2: he's not on this list.
0: Bum diddly empty. Bum diddly empty. And then uh, I'm going Captain Andrew Luck for my last pick. Oh. What's that? You don't like you don't like Andrew Luck as a pick? He's a quitter. I... <laughs> if he had, for the, for the sake of not being Chandler Jones with CTE, bro.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Like, great quarterback, all that sort of stuff. I could put him on this list if he had a, a longer career. Um, that's my only complaint, at least for this list. That's all.
0: Yeah, I'm just not going chalk is all is all I'm doing. All right. Because everyone knows the, the GOATs, you know, the, the Y.A. Tittles, J.J. Watts. Like, everyone knows all those guys. I'm, I'm picking people that I liked watching.
1: No. Yeah. So... This uh, next name, um, everybody should know it, or at least everybody who knows football will know it. Um, and it kind of played out for the Super Bowl the other day. Very important position, <laughs> Morton Anderson.
0: Morton Anderson.
1: He played until he was forty-seven, and
0: still never won. Never won. I did. You know, I'd rather pick Andrew Luck. Oh. <laughs> My guy took that long and still couldn't get it done. Jesus. He's only one man. He can only kick so many field goals. Yeah. Didn't he how many years did he lead the league in scoring or total points? I would like to look that uh, up. You have to I don't actually give do me that. a
1: minute.
2: Yeah. Uh well, while he's looking that up, I'll give you my fifth pick. Um, I'm gonna go David Ake. No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go Calvin Johnson, dude. David who? Akers, long time Eagles kicker bro Calvin Johnson Megatron
0: I was going to go Calvin Johnson What a
2: tragedy that he didn't win Did he even win a playoff game?
0: You're a secret Lions fan. Dude, he might not, not he might not What? No, it's cuz you have Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson Oh, okay. <laughs> That's Absolutely the other not. reason why I said
2: that. Relax. Lions, Relax bro. One winning God. season in 32 years, and I do want to act all brave and shit.
0: Oh, okay. You want to talk? Yeah, I mean,
2: right. <laughs> one of the most dominant winning teams in the league since 2000.
0: Yeah, yeah, but and I don't really
2: remember anything before 1998. So... Oh, I thought
0: you were going to say 2017.
2: Did I say something else,
0: dude. <laughs> Let's go see playoffs. Let's playoffs for for Calvin Johnson. Nope.
2: He never won a playoff game? In
0: 2011, he played one game. He had 15 targets, 12 receptions, 211 yards, and two touchdowns.
2: And
0: and lost, obviously, because he didn't play a second game.
2: Damn, 22 times?
0: In uh, 2014, he had uh, eight targets, five receptions, 85 yards, and zero touchdowns. Tragedy. Excuse me. Yeah, that 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 one is so bad. Calvin Johnson, so good. And you know, honorable. I mean, honorable mentions. We could probably go on forever. But who do you guys got?
2: Uh man, that's an interesting one.
1: It, so the one. Go uh, ahead, Eric.
2: I was gonna say, look, this is the only time you will ever hear me put respect on any of these motherfuckers. But DeMarcus Ware and Tony Romo probably should have won Super Bowls.
0: DeMarcus Ware won with the Broncos, yeah. didn't
2: he? Oh, well then, fuck Broncos, it, Tony Romo's Bron- off the list. He, it was a Fletcher. package deal. It was a package deal. Now that DeMarcus has one, Tony's out. I don't have an honorable mention list anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the other 31 teams, nah. you, you sat here to spotlight the team you would never want to glorify. Just, you, just
2: because for so many Cowboy fans, like that's like their, their peak. Like that's like their best era. And – all they did was
0: shit the bed. Tony Romo was good, but mm. he, he was not good in the in the postseason. Actually, his team wasn't good in the postseason. And then also, Tony, put the football on the ground so your guy can kick it.
2: <laughs> like, Eddie yeah. George should have won one.
0: Eddie George is a good choice.
1: Um, So I'll, I'll rattle off a few, and then, Jermaine, I'll get to your Matt Forte one. Uh, see what you guys think of this one. Um. Barry Sanders. Dick, uh,
0: we, uh, er- Eric took Barry Sanders.
1: Did he? My bad. I wasn't paying T- attention. How good is how
0: good he named him twice, dude? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, he, he may <laughs> very well be the best running back ever, but.
1: Uh, Dick Butkus. Great answer. Bruce Smith. Uh
0: Giants defensive end?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Warren Moon, Dan Fouts. Warren Moon. Damn, pal. It's kind of damn. And then the one that I would replace Matt Forte with is Frank Gore.
0: Oh, Frank Gore is a great choice. I don't know why Matt Forte is getting so much slander. Like, he wasn't a fantastic ball player. I'm going uh, Jeff Garcia. Solid. Nick Nick would be on my side with that. Uh, Willie Roe if you got a shout-out, uh, all-time great Saints uh, player. Uh. Double tap another bear. Gail Sayers.
2: Uh, I actually thought of two good ones.
0: Steve Cam McNair. Newton?
2: Steve McNair, RB. Cam Newton. I was going to say Cam Newton and Steve <laughs> Smith Jr.
0: Oh, man. Steve Smith Jr.
2: The Panthers organization.
0: Um, the Panthers <laughs> as a whole. I mean, they made it to two.
2: And making Luke it to different things,
0: Luke, Luke Keekley is good. That's a good one, too. Man, Luke Keekley was a dog. Did Patrick Willis win a Super Bowl? No, no. Oh, you gotta put Patrick. Didn't he just on get
2: there. inducted into the hall this year? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, nice. Good for him, dude. Was an animal. Remember when he played that fucking, like six game stretch with that broken hand at that cast? <laughs> yes,
0: <dude. laughs> bro. I loved me some Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis was a dog. Oh, Miss Alum, right. I actually don't know what college you played at. Um, Oops. yeah, I think I think that's all I got. I mean, you know, obviously I can go like Jimmy Graham.
2: Oh, University of Mississippi.
0: Alvin Kamara is probably not going to win one. Oh Miss. Yeah, I mean Wayne Gretzky, he's the greatest of all time, and he never even played in a Super Bowl. Yeah, what a bum. Michael Jordan.
2: Michael Vick. I knew I had one that I was missing. Michael Vick? Yeah, Michael Vick should have. In 2010, the Eagles should have won with Mike Vick. Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, all those boys, they should have won one.
1: Alex Smith. Fitzmagic. Yeah. You see, this is
0: what I was expecting. I was expecting us to to pick players that we liked. Everyone was like, "No, Hall of Famers only, exclusively." Excuse me, if you uh, don't have fifteen hundred career yards,
2: are you even on this list? I mean, outside of I only really get to see Barry highlights. I like, I really like the four of the dudes on my list. Like, really like them. Torello. It's like minus when, when he like pissed Torello. me off and I burned my jersey. Other than that,
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, you, you don't even really like Torello. <laughs> you burned a signed jersey. Fuck that guy. He led his – so to answer the Morton Anderson question, uh, he led his teams in scoring 22 times out of – do you know how many seasons he played in the matter? Led the NFL in field goals in 1987, the NFC in scoring in 1992 and topped all conference kickers in most field goals in 85, 87, and 95. Among the most notable league records he set were career points, 2,544, most field goals, 565, and games played, 382. Yo, that 382 might never, ever be broken. We might have to add that. So 22 out of 25. Sorry, go ahead,
1: Yeah, Yeah, 25 years. I don't know if that math's for full seasons, but um, it's a kicker. I imagine he's probably getting the full season in every year. Yeah,
2: three hundred and eighty-two. That's well. Let's see. Who's the Vinatieri played for? How many seasons? Uh he was like twenty.
0: It was it was he's it was a lot. It was a long time. <laughs> when when he went from Patriots to Colts.
2: Wait, what? It says he played three hundred and sixty-five <laughs> games, and that's the second most. And he's still short what almost twenty games.
0: Yeah, season and yeah. a half. Damn.
2: Yep. So it's
0: it'll if it gets beaten, it'll be another kicker. I wonder where Justin Tucker is on that list.
2: I think he's like 11 years deep, isn't he? Maybe even more.
0: Tuck? Yeah. I th- I would think it more it's more than that. Because he was Texas he was with Vince Young and Cole McCoy, wasn't he?
1: Oh, at Texas. At yeah, Texas. Yeah. Sounds about right.
0: So he's like 14 15 deep, I think.
2: He was undrafted. Uh, came in 2012 to present.
0: 2012. Yeah. So he was with Colton Quay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, undrafted. Is he the greatest undrafted player of all time? <laughs> He's um. He retires today. He's all favorite. Justin Tucker? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Kurt Warner, Warren Moon, John Randall, Tony Romo, Antonio Gates, Rod Smith, James Harrison, and Priest Holmes. Or what the top what Beecher Report has as the top ten NFL undrafted free agents of all time. That's,
0: that's a hell a, of a team right that's there. That's right. a hell of a that's that's oh, what I was thinking. Then a Terry
2: and then Jason Peters surrounded it out. You can add uh,
0: Austin Eckler to that.
2: Nah.
0: <laughs> and then uh shout out Julio Jones for, for never winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Close my, in man's, the first my man's is so good, he came back and, and ruined his
1: statistics, though. Man, uh, and Drew Bledsoe, I'm pretty sure he also never won, correct? That's I don't think he did Mm-mm. at least, he probably did as a member, yeah, probably as a member of the Patriots that first year when Brady took over. <laughs> oh, so he gets a ring by default, yeah. I mean, Kadarius, yeah. only
0: totally two time Super Bowl champion, dude, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. he's got he's got more rings than everyone on, on that PCP list combined. <laughs> Who's the real goat?
0: <laughs> that one stung, Eric. <laughs> 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 oh man, hold on. What, how many yards per game does Julio Jones have now? Let's see. It probably dropped drastically. Oh this my year. god. He <laughs> used to, Julio Jones used to average like. 95 yards per game. Yeah. Before he ruined it with Tennessee and then Philadelphia. Not not because of those teams, but because he should have stopped playing football. And, he did
2: in the first half of the Super Bowl.
0: And uh 82, 82 yards per 82 and a half yards per game now. Tragic. He's so good. So good. So good. So good. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, that's uh Julio Jones doesn't get enough uh, respect in as far as um greatest wide receivers of all time. And then also Antonio Brown doesn't, but he did it to himself. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and defend Antonio Brown, but I'm gonna let people know that he's in
1: the conversation. He's definitely top five.
0: Cause that man. I uh,
1: I don't know if I'd put him top five. All time? All time? No.
0: I mean, I know it's cool to hate Antonio Brown, but.
1: uh, I I could name uh, Randy Moss, Jerry, Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson. Uh, Let's see. We need, I mean, you can put Julio Jones there if you want to. Antonio Brown. uh, Who else? T.O. T.O. I don't know. I think he might get pushed out. I mean... Wes Welker? Oh, well, he...
2: yeah. <laughs> Another undrafted guy?
1: Kadarius Tony. I mean, he's got Super Bowl rings.
2: Larry Fitz? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Larry, I would not uh, have
0: Chris AB Carter? in the top five. I, uh, that's
1: crazy.
2: Michael Thomas, 2018 season?
1: Single seasons? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, it, it is tragic because A.B. really does, like, if you just take away the crazy and the off-field stuff, he puts up Hall of Fame, one of the greatest ever numbers. But you take into account the attitude, the craziness, the shenanigans, and he just people just soured on him.
0: Yeah. I, I still think – look, from a purely football perspective, if we're saying Ray Lewis is one of the best all-time, like, yeah, he killed a man, you know? Allegedly. Antonio Brown also has one of the best uh, returns in history when he, when he just absolutely karate kicks. Um, <laughs> the kicker who ah oh, man, I wish I remembered. This I think was it the Ravens punter or the Bengals punter, or the I think it was in division, but he just jumps up and straight up kicks that dude in the chest. Like didn't even try to hide it. I was like, we should have known he was crazy at that moment. But let's go ahead and get into the Super Bowl here. Uh actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Nevada. Nevada's got some good rants for us. So N- Nevada, take it away. You you steer it how you want to go. The Super Bowl R- fin- finished with Kansas City taking down San Francisco. Uh 25 22 R- in overtime with three seconds left.
1: Saw it coming. I'm gonna start there. Saw it coming. Um Jermaine, you and me, Nick watched it. I don't know how many times I live betted the chiefs pretty much every single time that San Francisco scored and the chiefs got their money. line just got higher and higher, um, worked out handsomely, but I was also kind of pissed off because, you know, fuck the chiefs, but, uh, being in the division, I've seen this way too many times where even if they come out sluggish, they're going to come back. And they did. Um, Patrick Mahomes wasn't doing that great. And then Greenlaw got hurt on the sideline and the game turned around for him. Uh, There was reports that Mahomes was on the sideline, saw Greenlaw go down. immediately went up to Matt Nagy and said, change up all your play calls. 57 is no longer a problem. And what happened after that? They took over. Um, I mentioned on the last pod, if you want to go uh, roster roster by roster on paper, they're pretty much even. San Fran beats uh, Casey out on every position uh, except for quarterback and maybe tight end. So it's kind of a wash. The one area that was a big concern um, or the biggest discrepancy, aside from quarterback, was kicker. And it just so happened there was one kick missed, which was one point, which would have gave San Francisco the win. And the kicker gets the blame. It's got to go hot. You got to get elevation on extra points. This isn't like a 50-50 shot. It's not a 50-yard field goal. It's extra points get made all the time. This is not – nothing crazy about this kick. It's an extra point. They weren't five yards back. Nothing crazy about
0: blocking. Other people on that field get paid too. They got to block.
1: I, I'm not I don't disagree but you you can't do that. I'm not blaming the kicker but that was that was one point, that was one point and that would have won the game um, But my biggest heartburn with uh, the game was overtime, particularly once San Francisco got on defense. You go down, you get your three points. It is what it is. Yeah, take the points, especially in overtime. I get it. No, no issue with that. You have now set up Kansas City that all they have to do is get to with Butker. If you get to the 40, you're you're probably pretty good. Uh he already made the Super Bowl uh record for longest field goal at I believe is 57 yards.
2: Yep,
1: you get to the 40. He's doing it again. He's been amazing from 50 all year long, especially in the playoffs. Even if he gets to the 45, it's still a a long kick, but he's got the leg for it, and he's crazy accurate when he's 50-plus yards. So they don't have to go the whole length of the field. So what kind of defense do you play? You're going to play basically a shallower prevent defense. You got five DBs pretty much every single play lined up at least 10 yards off the ball. It's not like we're running out of time. It's not like they got to go down and score a touchdown. It's not like it's third and 20, fourth and 15. We're talking first and 10, second and eight, and they have five DBs lined up across the board playing a form of prevent defense. Obviously, they're not 30, 40 yards down the field waiting for the Hail Mary. But there's no reason to do that. Play the game. Get up on the wide receivers. You're just you're just telling Mahomes, "Hey, well, you can move up to get the field goal. We don't care about that. We'll go on from there." I I do not understand it. Um, obviously today, just a few hours ago, um, the DC for 49ers Wilkes, he got fired. Should have uh, should have uh, been. I'm not saying causation equals correlation, but, hmm. I mean, that defense in overtime was soft. They didn't do that all game, and then they decide, you know what? The game's on the line. If we just stop them here, even if we hold them to a field goal, we can live on. Or, shit, we could win the Super Bowl. What defense should we play? Let's play 10 yards off the ball and let these guys run underneath and cause havoc.
2: And the thing does not make
1: any sense to me at all.
2: The thing about that, just to agree with your point, is – not only are you not playing aggressively, you're you're settling for, you know, extending the game or whatever it may be, but you're also letting Patty Mahomes get into a rhythm. And once he gets into a rhythm, it's hard to get him out of that rhythm unless you're hitting him. And that's all they did. All they did was give him five free plays to get into a perfect rhythm, and then that 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 last drive, that offense was just clicking. I mean, they were yep. clicking before that, but he you could tell that that rhythm just picked up and he was in the zone. People are getting back to the line. Yeah, I agree with you, man. That wasn't that was prevent defense don't do it
1: yeah and you make a great point eric because as soon as they're like oh shit they might score we gotta close up on them what happens they're like no we're we're moving this train is humming we're we're gonna score here and it was a great play call they did it uh um last year against philly if i remember the the play right twice um yeah so you know Great job on Andy Reid and Patty Mahomes for recognizing that. But, yeah, what are you going to do? You're just going to all of a sudden get down to the goal line and be like, and flip a switch and be like, all right, well, now we'll shut them down. No. You had 75 yards to shut them down, and you just let them walk down the field. You were playing essentially for a tie and hoping that they would screw themselves over. Kansas City is not a team that screws themselves over. They just don't.
0: <laughs> it's a wild way. To play to not lose is an awful way to play any game. That is usually how you end up losing because you yep. played to not lose instead of playing to win the game. It's It was insane to watch. They had messed with the – even without Dre Greenlaw. They played pretty good defense on the Chiefs all game long, even without Dre Greenlaw. Stick to what got you
1: there. 100%. 100%. That, that's
0: what uh, that's what Brandon Ayuk tweeted. And Brandon Nay- Ayuk's on the offense, like, watching the defensive. Like, why are we playing like this?
2: What is it about defensive coordinators that when they get to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, they just completely abandon what's worked for them all year? Last year it happened with uh, Gannon. This year it happened with Wilkins. They just seem to to not do like. We, did we even get a sack against the Chiefs last year in the Eagles game? No, right? I don't know. You're the Eagles
0: fan, bro. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, don't I don't
2: believe remember. we got a sack, which is what our defense did last year. That's what they did. They got seventy sacks. something, right? Seventy, 70 30, on the regular season, yeah, third highest all time. And then we don't get a sack in the Super Bowl, and we have Hassan Reddick and and Hargrave dropping back in coverage, trying to cover the middle and cover tra- Travis Kelsey. And the same thing happened. I mean, they were they were definitely applying more pressure than Philly did. This year, this, the Niners were because it was it was a tough tough matchup. They sacked
0: them a few times. They
2: sacked them a few times, but they did abandon on on. I feel like on both ends of the ball, though, the Niners abandoned what their mo was all year.
0: So they abandoned the run end of the second quarter to be and beginning of the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter, which Kyle Shanahan was allergic to scoring in in Super Bowls before this, they started just running CMC down their throat again. And That's actually what got San Francisco back into the game. Um,
1: yeah, that <sighs> so I got I got three three last things on uh quick things about the San Francisco defense. I don't want to beat them up too bad, but I mean shit, <laughs> no, you guys dude, lost the super bowl. Very embarrassing. That's gonna be like the weirdest stat ever. It's like who who led an overtime in a super bowl and lost? And like, what do you mean in overtime? If they were ahead, they would have won. Well, no. <laughs> one, if you play your, your corners um, and your safeties up like you've been doing all, all day, and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs beat you just because, hey, they're just that good, that's a way easier swill, uh, swill pill to swallow to say, hey, we got beat by, by one of the best in the game and probably of all time. It happens. Fair enough. My second point. Why I i would be fascinated to know what Kyle Shanahan was thinking as far as he's obviously an offensive uh, mastermind and he sees what his defense is doing. You don't think he sees that and he says, huh, any offense can run on that or pass on that. You don't think he goes over, calls timeout with, with uh, Steve Wilkes and is like, w- what are we doing? why are we letting them what's with the soft coverage don't don't do this so part of me wonders how much of that is also on shanahan for not stopping wilkes and say what are we doing i i'd like to think it wasn't shanahan that was telling him to play that soft but at the same time i i don't know and then finally nick made the point watching the game how many times did during that basically prevent defense they're letting people run up to them and behind them. Linebackers are turning around and helping out. And Patty Mahomes is scrambling just outside the tackle box, whatever. And he sees 10, 12, 15 yards of green space. And he's like, fuck it. I don't need to pass. They're giving me easy seven yards, Chuck plays, every single down. That 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 to me, I think Jermaine, you mentioned it watching the game. Why do you not have somebody spine? <laughs> bro I kept
0: asking for a spy like fourth quarter in overtime Patrick Mahomes was just picking up five seven three he was getting out picking up a, a couple yards and I'm like we know Patrick Mahomes does this regularly he extends the play and if it's not there and he takes off running why are we not spying you your are vaunted defense right like I granted Dre Greenlaw is not there but right A- anybody could spy right anybody could oh, yeah. look at the quarterback and then run with him
1: yeah you're going you're going to tell me uh fred warner's you can't be like hey fred you're our best defensive guy we're going to put you on their best offensive guy it just so happens to be the quarterback he starts getting in weird let's start to put some pressure on him of course mahomes does this mahomes magic when he starts dancing around and does the backyard football where he throws it you know 20 yards the other way on the side of the field, and I mean that is what it is. You can't stop that. But to just flat out give him all that space, like, come on, it's like watching Brady all over again with just like some different um, physical attributes. Like what Brady's doing is not mind blowing. You're not like, oh my god, I can't believe he did this and that. He gave or he took what the defense gave to him, and he didn't push it. Like, oh, I'm going to toss this thirty yards, thirty yards down the field.
0: Yeah, I mean if you go look I was talking to Eric about this the other day, like if you go look at Brady's Super Bowls, they how many times did they not break like 22 points in in the Super Bowl that they won, right? Tom Brady yeah. always had a top 10 defense or a, a most most like top 5 defenses when he was in the Super Bowl. Nobody wants to talk about that cuz now it's cool to bash Bill Belichick, right? Cuz and that's the thing, like I'm I'm just getting annoyed. It's like Bill Bill Belichick is still good. Just because he sucked, just because he's had three bad years with Mac Jones, right? Couldn't find a good offensive coordinator with this guy. They kept, they did a bunch of idiotic things. Sure, you can make fun of him for that, but to say he's not good anymore, and Marlon Humphrey is saying that he's not the greatest of all time. Are, oh. are you are you kidding me? You know how many players on defense got paid? To go play somewhere else and sucked. How many, how many players? It's like Vinovich, Jamie Collins, um hell no, not Chandler John.
1: Jones. Chandler Jones. Uh, who was the guy that went to uh Cleveland? Another uh
0: it was another three linebacker four I, guy I can't yeah. remember, I can't remember his name. Malcolm Butler. Pretty much yeah. any any corner that left New England to go somewhere else was awful. The 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 Chargers this year cut what's his name? JC Jackson.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Pro <laughs> they cut him in the, the middle of the second year of a five-year, like 60 million dollar contract or something like that.
1: Uh Vince Wilfork, um Richard Seymour. Like, come on. And and here's the thing: they all go
0: somewhere, get paid. Don't do very good. They go right back to to the Patriots, and they ball out again for the Patriots. Yeah, God, it's an Alabama like linebacker that.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I, no, not Hightower. I think. Um,
0: oh, Donta Hightower was one of them. I think he
2: did go to Baltimore. Didn't I he? Thought-
0: Maybe I'm wrong. I I just don't remember. Either way, yeah. it's another linebacker. We all we can. I can see his face. I.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and there's um, obviously the, the talking heads and all that yeah, after the game yesterday, today, Monday. Um, a lot of them were talking about how good the game was. And I think at least when we were watching it, we were like, yeah, this first half kind of sucks. It's boring. Second half picked it up, absolutely. But to say that the whole game was great. It was like, uh, I, I don't know. I mean. If right. you if you slept until late third quarter, you thought
0: it was an absolutely fantastic ball game. Before that, it was all right at best. Like, yeah, and it, it, it ended up being a very good Super Bowl, right? Because there was high drama, fourth quarter was back and forth, both teams hit their flow. Like at any given moment, you thought either team could win this ball game, it would just take one play, right? Well, I mean, I guess we didn't think that because we kept doubling down on the. I think Nevada ended up with like six or seven money line Chiefs bets, oh, yeah. uh, and kept getting them at plus two ten when they were down three. <laughs> like, I know it was it was mind blowing. <laughs> oh, God bless live betting, but you know, and overtime, it, it's crazy. But you know, for you to not know overtime rules. Especially when it was such a widely talked about thing, right? Like the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, AFC championship game. They talked about that for instead of covering the Super Bowl, which they love to cover for two weeks. It's the reason why I never watch ESPN the two weeks, you know, from the championship games to the Super Bowl, because it is I'm like, yo, you've talked about this same topic. Seven different times, and every single show talks about it. I don't need to hear every single person's point of view on this one thing about the Super Bowl, but they spent like the first four days talking about that rule change. So, how could you not possibly know that yeah. memos are sent out? I they don't, the, the NFL doesn't just change the rule and then not tell anybody. You know, the San Francisco 49ers deserve to lose this game. But I'll never understand why Kyle Shanahan gets all the blame for the 28-3 lead. This This is a point that I was talking about on the weekend. Dan Quinn was the DC. Dan Quinn was the head coach. Dan Quinn was the play caller in that Super Bowl that gave up all those consecutive points. And is now a head coach again, but Kyle Shanahan gets to blame for it because he's the offensive coordinator because he got out coached by Bill Belichick.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I agree with your point on that. Uh for that for that Super Bowl loss. Yeah. Shanahan takes care of one half of the team. And he, he ha- took care of his half of the team.
0: He get he got them up 25 points. Yeah. He got them up 25 points. Don't let's not forget that that Kyle Shanahan also had them up 25 points. As fun as it is to beat the, the, the Catlanta Falcons, <laughs> you know what I mean? As fun as, as it is to, to beat them up for that, like, why is equal blame not not given around? Also, Julian Edelman makes one of the most spectacular catches in NFL history. That if they ruled it incomplete on the field. It probably doesn't get overturned, but no, and that's Kyle Shanahan, right? Jimmy Garoppolo overthrows a beautiful play design, a beautiful play design in the first Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo overthrows a beautiful play design that would have been a walk-in touchdown to all but ice the game. It's the reason why Jimmy Garoppolo is not on a team right now. I know he's technically on the on the Las Vegas Raiders, but. He got benched for Aiden O'Connell, right? Like no. how is he still getting all this heat for that? The dude lost to Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. The dude lost to Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. Yeah. <laughs> like I get holding a man accountable, but can we also you can't in one breath say Bill Belichick and Andy Reid are in the discussion for greatest of all time as far as head coaches. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are in the discussion for greatest of all time at quarterback. And then be like, "Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan blew this." There's a reason why those guys are labeled the goat.
1: Absolutely, yeah. There's I- a,
0: I, sorry, I just I get an, I get so annoyed with <laughs> with the, the two faced. The rhetoric, the double talk. Like Kyle Shanahan, they doubted Brock Purdy all season. And Kyle Shanahan coached up that team and got, and with Brock Purdy, who everyone's just, just determined to say is not a good quarterback, and took them to the Super Bowl the year before, had them in the NFC championship game, right? Took Jimmy Garoppolo, who now ev- everyone has fun bashing Jimmy Garoppolo for not being a good quarterback. But Kyle Shanahan had that man. Porn star Jimmy. He had porn star Jimmy in the Super Bowl.
1: Well, he should have not been in the Super Bowl.
0: He should. (laughs) Well done. This is a professional podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think we're beating beating a dead horse. This Super Bowl was not better than last year's Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl. No. I know I was at last year's Super Bowl in person. No disrespect. At no point in last year's Super Bowl, I was like, Eric, I want another beer, but I don't want to leave my chair. So I stopped drinking. I I stopped drinking at the Super Bowl because the game was that riveting. That's how how good the Super Bowl was. My options were, hey, just leave your chair. Go get a beer. Which, hey, that's a super reasonable fucking task, JC. No, no, no. I'm gonna sit here instead. And I'm just gonna sober up. and I'm just not gonna drink. And I'm just gonna watch the Super Bowl instead. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That's
0: that's how good that Super Bowl was last year. It was it last year's felt like an elite, an elite battle of just these are clearly the two best teams in football. This year it was oh these are the two best coach teams in football.
1: Yeah, yeah, I. I can't disagree with that
0: i you know and everyone it's just because patrick mahomes so no everyone last year everyone's like ah that super Bowl suck patrick mahomes <laughs> bro he's Eric- inevitable nfl's rigging games for him he's the new Brady. just suck it up just i'm i won't. Yeah, I'm not well, saying this super bowl was rigged but that championship game versus marlon
1: yeah i i ain't gonna suck it up because he's in my division so um i, I won't i won't I won't. I will die on that hill. That I'm not going to suck it up. Eric, uh, did you walk away from anything obvious, blatant, obvious uh, play-wise themes? Anything from the Super Bowl? Just shaking your head, or anything that was thoroughly impressive to you?
2: Uh, thoroughly impressive to me. Um, I would say the secondary play for the Chiefs. I I, I don't even know. Like, is it like Sneed? Ward or something like I don't even no, know
0: Trent he, McDuffie's an all-pro McDuffie, this year he's McDuffie. so good and here's the thing Lejarius Sneed should be an all-pro yeah Legereus yeah. Sneed is the best man corner in football right now I, I'm on record for saying that for for a bit now and he's not even an all-pro like that so that was one thing I forgot about it we probably should have said the Chiefs had a better uh secondary
2: 100 yes. yes
0: especially because the 49ers had injuries but yeah Everything else you said as far as, like, talent across the board. And then what's so funny is, I, I I don't know. So we put out a Super Bowl episode on Saturday. If you didn't have a chance to listen to it, that's neither here nor there. But we, both, we all said the clear advantage the Chiefs had was special teams. Yeah. Yes. And that reared its ugly head. The fact that the punt went into the air and came down and hit number 28 and then was muffed by number three. 28-3 continues to haunt Kyle Shanahan. I love it. <laughs> but, Eric, I want to make sure you, you get your points out on, on uh, Debo Samuel.
2: Yeah, so I was just going to say, well, for, for starters, Chris Jones, um, welcome to the to GOAT conversation, homie. But uh, outside of that, uh, Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk uh, all held to either three or less catches, all held to under 40 yards and combined Corey Clement and the Eagles Super Bowl win. I follow a lot of Eagles pages. It's not a valuable stat. This doesn't mean shit. He said, <laughs> but Corey, he said Clement Corey Clement. <laughs> had more catches and yards receiving in the Super Bowl than those three motherfuckers combined. And all they did this year was this. They did this all year, but they also did win their Super Bowl back in December. So, you know, shout out to the 49ers. You won your regular season Super Bowl. Congratulations. Enjoy the awful free agency period you are about to enter. Your team is 3.27 million dollars above the cap already. You have, to, you have what is it? You have 198 million, potentially 212 million tied up in the nine players, <laughs> with a 235 to 240 million expected salary cap next year, which will leave them about 28 to 33 million dollars to sign 44, or not 44 players. They already have players locked in, but to disperse that through the rest of the 44 players on the team. Uh, they're losing Chase Young, Cleveland Farrell, Randy Gregory. Uh, Javon Kenlaw, Tayshon Gibson. These are all starters, by the way, Holy that I'm naming. Crap. Jonathan Feliciano, Matt Pryor, Ray Ray McLeod, Chris Conley. Um, and then I think that's it for like high impact guys. But enjoy it, guys. Enjoy it, San Fran. You won your regular season Super Bowl. You talked a lot of shit. You got to pay your quarterback soon. A lot of these guys are going to walk. Enjoy it, man. It was, it was a fun little run. Kyle Shanahan has never been able to capitalize. San Francisco is basically Dallas Cowboys light. Except they make it to the Super Bowl. Um, they just can't close. And uh, I'm just, I'm, I look, I know that the Chiefs beat me in the Super Bowl last year, and I should hate the fuck out of them, but I'm glad they won. I, I fuck San Francisco. That city's trash. The organization is trash. John Lynch, good luck fixing that cap situation. I can't wait till it's in shambles. Who else is in that division? Cardinals. Rams. Let's go. Seahawks. I'm going for the Cardinals in that division from here on out. I'm just kidding. But, uh, Uh, And then the only other take I have from it is please put some respect on Philadelphia Eagles legend Andy Reid. I know he's won all his Super Bowls with the Chiefs, but he's still an Eagles legend, and he is in the conversation for greatest coach of all time. Obviously, we need to stop having these conversations trying to pick one, but we honor the greatness of that man. He did it for 14 years with the Eagles. He's done it for almost 15 years with the Chiefs. He's a three-time Super Bowl coach. Um, and I, if you're going to talk about great coaches, we're going to put Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick in there. We're going to put what Jimmy Johnson, we're going to put Mike Tomlin. Uh, who else we got? Well, we got to put Andy Reid in there from here on out. I don't care. I heard a lot of people saying, Oh, he only did it because he has Patrick Mahomes. Well, look, Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, Tom Brady had Bill Belichick. Patrick Mahomes is Andy Reid, Andy Reid is Patrick Mahomes. That's how it works. Um, and let's put some respect on that man's name. Uh, let's get him a cheeseburger and uh, and a, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl win. Big, uh, Phil Jackson, had Kobe. big red.
0: Phil Jackson had Kobe and MJ. Like and just, I'm just saying with, like, with the
2: talking headset.
0: I, it's, so, it's so nonsensical. The coach brings the greatness out the player. The player brings the greatness out the coach. And that's how you end up with these. Greg Popovich had Tim Duncan. Like, what are we doing?
2: Yeah, it's not like the Stop coach is out discredit. there throwing the
0: football. Stop discrediting people. Like, that's what I don't – this is what I don't like. Talk about the game. Don't make it legacy, this, that, and the other. No one ever wants to talk about the game. It's always like, how does this affect LeBron's legacy? Well, it doesn't. It was a Super Bowl. <laughs> Le- LeBron will be at the All-Star Game this weekend. Has no bearing on LeBron. Like, why is that always the conversation? It's maddening. But this is a professional podcast, so let's go ahead and get into our NBA review. We've beaten the Super Bowl into the ground Congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs on the back-to-back. And if they're the first to ever get the three-peat, that is some rarefied air. Um, And last thing on the Super Bowl, I like Patrick Mahomes' comment of he's like, it's going to be hard for me to ever top Brady because Brady beat me in the Super Bowl. Hey, that's a man who knows. Th- that is how, even if you are great, you discuss that stupid topic. You Even if you have the biggest ego in the world, you always pay respect to the people who, who paved the way for you to get a $500 million contract.
2: It's lost on this generation. Man. It's
0: lost. So I will give Patrick Mahomes credit there. But let's get into the NBA season. Uh, currently, we pull up the
2: standings. Real I got quick. him right here. for me to share him.
0: Uh, Yeah, you can share
2: Boom. Oh, Did you guys see that? I got to make it a little bigger.
0: Uh, Yeah, zoom in a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, so that's the Eastern Conference, and then I'll switch down to the West when you're ready.
0: Yeah, so Boston currently has the best record in the NBA at 42 and 12, right? And then you have Cleveland, uh 35 and 17, who just been absolutely red hot since 9-1. Donovan Mitchell and Jerry Allen returned from injury at the start of January. And at that time, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley had gone down. Uh Evan Mobley is now back. I believe Darius Garland is still out, but uh, they're they're in the last 10, they're 9 1. And I, if you zoom out to like last 25, I think they've only lost like four or five games. Uh, then uh, Milwaukee, who had the impromptu head coaching change, season comes in number three, 35 20. You have the Knicks, 33 and 21, who have been red hot since the OG newbie trade. Um, Philadelphia 76ers are 32 and 21. They're kind of down bad right now since Joel Embiid and Bede went down on the meniscus tear. They're three and seven in their last 10, but they're on a two-game win streak. Uh the Buddy Heel trade was nice. They are they are playing a good brand of basketball to win games. It's just the East is low-key kind of stacked right now. Uh Indiana Pacers round out the top six who, who don't have to worry about the play-in at 30 and 25. And then you have basically what what what's the name of that division the the south the atlantic uh it is the southeast uh you have the southeast and then the chicago bulls in the 7 through 10 spot uh it's 29 and 25 miami heat 29 and 25 orlando magic 26 and 28 chicago bulls who eric rudely said wouldn't make the playoffs hurtful and then 24 and 30 atlanta hawks and we'll, we'll mention the only other 21 team in the East, the Brooklyn Nets 21-32, sitting there trying trying to get into the playing game. Um, uh, yeah, so let's just – let's tackle the Eastern Conference. We'll start with you, Eric. What is your biggest uh, – you, not surprise or disappointment. I'm going to stop using that. I'm going to just say takeaway. What's your first takeaway in the Eastern Conference? In the Eastern Conference? um.
2: Man, so I I have two here. I wrote down three. Two are on the West Coast, so I'll give you the one. And I hate that it pertains to the 76ers, but it does simply because had the Joel injury not happened and at the beginning of the season, everybody was saying Daryl Morey got bent over a barrel and showed all 50 states. He gave up a, a fucking all-star player for nothing and blah, blah, blah. But sometimes you just got to do a move. You, you gotta you gotta rip that band-aid off to get players that fit a system that that know their role that are complimentary, instead of having a guy who thinks he is a system and 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 thinks and what i'm saying is is uh basically don't judge a book by its cover give it time because the 76ers barring Joel Embiid's injury with the buddy heel trade i really do think they put themselves in first in position to, to make it out of the second round this year for the first time since 2001. Uh, would have been phenomenal. I'll give you another take that isn't uh, related to the 76ers. I will say the Indiana Pacers – sorry, not the Indiana Pacers. The Orlando Magic are are this uh, – they're plus money to win that division, and I think it's like plus 185. Uh, Miami's hit or miss. There's a lot of injuries. Orlando Magic are a fun young team to watch. Throw a little pizza money on It might pay off at the end of the year. They might win that division. So I'm not trying to hate on the Heat, but – I, I, I really like what Orlando's doing. Paolo's proving himself to be something special. Jermaine, we've talked about it a lot. It's it's plus odds. Low money on it won't hurt. Might win you some big-time money. So
0: That's awesome. I think this is a podcast first. Eric's starting to use pizza money, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, it's also funny. Eric's giving you advice that will cost him uh, because he ha- he has a friendly wager with, uh, with a friend about that team. Um, but, you know. It's up to that friend to remember. <laughs> so uh Nevada, do you have any Eastern Conference takeaways?
1: Uh the one that uh sticks out to me, you guys kind of mentioned it uh is Cleveland. The I mean they're just on fire. I I didn't I don't follow the NBA as close, but I kind of had them more on that six, seven, eight kind of area. Um but Donovan Mitchell showing you why he's one of the one of the best players maybe not in the league but um i think he's i don't know maybe underrated from my point of view uh just because of how much he impacts his team and how much he can impact the game i mean shit he had 71 points this year in one game so um yeah. to be second in the league or second in the uh conference there 16 or is that 16 nope 18 and 9 at home and 17 and 8 on the on the, the home courts elsewhere that's balanced right there to me. They can go at home or on the road. Um, you know, we'll see if they can keep it up. You know, it's, it's a torrid pace, but as it stands now, I think that's, that bodes well for them. I like it.
2: To, to, to back up Nevada's point here. So uh, we've got a lot of hoopla about Tyrese Halliburton, which deservedly. So young man plays basketball at a very low IQ level, but a very high rate <laughs> uh, on the offensive end. But, Everybody's talking about Indiana and the historic offensive pace that they're going to set, but they're sixth in the East. And then you look at Cleveland, who is the best defensive team in the East. They're only allowing what I think is 109 points per game as to where the Indiana Pacers are averaging, are allowing 122 points per game. So it shows you that no matter how this game changes, no matter what the evolution of it comes to be, defense is still going to get you a better result than offense. Jermaine and I have talked about this uh what is it uh, not uh ad, ad nausea bro just it's it's unbelievable how and i have i want to talk about this on the podcast it's about the impact of ai and steph the gift and the curse um we'll talk about that later on but the cleveland cavaliers are the perfect example uh you can do all the offense you want you can have all the hype donovan mitchell will give you 70 points if you want but they're winning games and they're on a nine-to-one streak because they play motherfucking defense <laughs>
0: Well said. Uh, I do. I do want to clarify. Donovan Mitchell dropped seventy one last year. Whatever. I know that because it was against Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he's had huge explosion games this year. Just, just I because I know it was super popular to score seventy one this year. So I just I wanted to, to clarify that because I, I Devin Booker had seventy one this year and then. Dude,
2: uh, they give up one hundred and twenty two per game. That's insane.
0: Yeah, they're the pacers not, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. They, so, this is this was you know the discussion I was trying to have because Ryan loves shout out our homie Ryan, loves Tyrese Halliburton. He's on his fantasy squad, so I would love him too. Also, he's a very fun, exciting player to watch, and he has like just a goofy shot that is just so good, so wet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, <laughs> it goes in so much, but it's like, damn, dude, it's like, uh, like when you remember watching Patient Stojakovic,
2: yeah. And
0: Page mm-hmm. and then Hito Turkaloop, those shots would come out. And you'd be like, no, no chance. Just not happening. And splash. Or Sean Marion. Oh, yeah. Sean. Sean. Sean Marion. So Tyrese Halliburton falls into that line. I've always loved the, you know, the the little hitch shooters, right? The 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 not textbook form, right? Clay Thompson's textbooks, Ty, Tyrese Halburton is goofy as Eric likes to say. Um shout out Tony Hawk pro skater. Um <laughs> But yeah, he's not good at defense. And that team overall is not good at defense. But you know, you're gonna give up more points as a defense if you're playing at that pace, right? So you kind of have to you factor that in. But I mean, it's a byproduct. They're five and five in their last 10. They're they're differential, which is a huge, excuse me, it's a huge indicator of how well a team is actually playing. This is only plus 1.5. So, yeah, they are, again, for, this is the sixth straight year that the NBA offensive efficiency is going to go up and set the new mark for the sixth straight year. Um, but you, at, at a certain point in time, that team is going to have to learn, hey, we're going to need to play defense. And it's kind of shocking that Rick Carlisle hasn't kind of instilled that in them. Um,
2: it, it's, just, it's just market now when they flame out in the playoffs and people are, can't understand why it's because a coach gets seven opportunities to fucking scheme against you and slow you the fuck down and you if you're only relying on one end of the ball and you're not scheming somebody else they're working you down to the bone they're tiring you the fuck out you can't help but lose a playoff series so so when they walk out in the first round and everybody's like who can me this is why cuz they don't play defense and when teams can scheme on you and they can and they can see your habits and your routines and they can, they can start disrupting that. You fall apart in the playoffs.
0: And, and, you know, Tyrese Albert is going to have to accept more responsibility on the defensive end. And I know he is the offensive engine. You, you can't ask him. Well, you can. They're paying him millions of dollars. But to ask him to play maximum effort on both sides of the ball is going to be incredibly taxing on that young man. So when... You know the Philadelphia 76ers are coming down and hunting you and pick and roll and forcing you to guard on every possession, when the New York Knicks are coming down and forcing you to guard every single possession, when Jason Tatum is hunting you to get you as a mismatch, when Jalen Brown wants you as a mismatch, when Donovan Mitchell wants you as a mismatch, how is that going to affect your offensive output? So it's going to be fun to watch. I th- I, I think the Eastern Conference is going to be very exciting in the playoffs this year, so um nevada did you have any other takeaways for the eastern
1: or the other ones in the western um nothing crazy i mean it's always kind of fun to see the uh, bottom feeders struggle so bad to see what records they can set but man detroit was that what was it 27 in a row
2: yeah
0: yeah they they, 28 they, 28. they, they set the record so which was previously held by eric
2: we don't gotta talk about that. <laughs> <The
0: Philadelphia. laughs> we'll we'll call them the, the Philadelphia Process because <laughs> they weren't the 76ers at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. trust trust the process Sixers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll, it's uh I mean you kind of hate to see it, you know, for the fan base because every every person has a team unless they're those people that like you know, the Lakers, Dodgers, Yankees, all in one sort of thing, but um, everybody's got those teams that they love and they're just like, what the fuck? But <laughs> from the outside, it's kind of cool. You just want to <laughs> see how bad can this car crash get.
0: Yeah, it was like rooting for the, the 100, 100 losses last year for for because Mom Ford always touted that, right? Hell,
1: hell yeah, you can't ha- hold that in your back pocket anymore.
0: Fuck, dick. You. fuck you,
1: dick. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: look, I th- I've continuously said this, the Detroit Pistons are bad. I'm not gonna see here defending. I mean, look at that. They're 35, 33 and a half games back from first. That's that's miserable. Their record is honestly is not as bad as how the team is played, which is crazy for me to try and defend. But um it's also very, very crazy. Um last thing I want to spotlight is Jordan Poole. Eric, do you remember that stat you gave us?
2: Yeah, so he is dead for players that have played 25-plus minutes a game. He is dead last in offensive rating, defensive rating, and net rating. And he was second last in true shooting percentage. The only person that had worse than him was Scoop.
0: Oh, a rookie, though. Yeah. I I remember I took flack for saying Jordan Poole's contract is one of the worst contracts I've ever seen. I took flack for saying that. And I am victory lapping right now, bro. I'm walking around naked just letting my dick swing in the wind how happy I am with how accurate that was. That is an awful contract. Are we talking
1: about Nick's favorite pa- player, <laughs>
0: uh, Poole? <Drupal? laughs> bro, the fact that him and Kyle Kuzma are both getting like – 22-plus a year and are on the same team and have the combined lowest IQ in NBA history is, like, the worst thing. I don't think Wizards fans deserve that. Uh, Also, fuck Kyle Kuzma. Nevada knows why, but I'm not explaining anymore. Let's get into the Western Conference. All right. Uh, so at number 1 we have the Minnesota Timberwolves 38 and 16. Yes, you heard that correctly. The Minnesota Timberwolves who have the best defense in the NBA. Uh, then you have the Oklahoma City Thunder 37 and 17. You have the Los Angeles Clippers 35 and 17. Denver Nuggets 36 and 18. Phoenix Suns 32 and 22. Pelicans 32 and 22. Mavericks 31 and 23. Kings 30 and 23. Lakers 29 and 26. Golden State 26 and 25. Utah Jazz, 26-28, and the Houston Rockets, 24-29. We'll start with you this time, Nevada. What's your uh, takeaway for the Western Conference?
1: Uh, So mine are those top two teams, Um, Minnesota and OKC. Uh, The Minnesota experiment with the, uh, I guess, the newfound Twin Towers. Um, I know our Arse, geez. Nuggets, former GM, um, took up that role in Minnesota, so he knows what he wants to do to to beat Denver, who's obviously the class of the West as of uh, last year, so uh, it's kind of coming to fruition. It shows in their record. Um, we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully uh, Cat can get back to play here, but Oklahoma as well. Um, I think, I know Jermaine, you said it. I can't remember if uh, you said it, Eric, but um they were definitely going to challenge for a top 2 or 3 seed in the uh division but to see him second overall in the entire conference it's very impressive um Shay is I don't know I I don't think he's underrated maybe I I'm looking at stuff wrong but he needs to get more respect he is such a great player um He affects the game in so many different ways, kind of like Donovan Mitchell. Everybody knows their names, but they're just not talked about as, you know, shortlist for MVPs. I know Shea a little bit more so than Donovan, but um, what those two teams have done up to the halfway point here or a little past halfway is just kudos to them. I love it. Yeah, I've been warning
0: Eric for two and a half years now about the Oklahoma City Thunder. (laughs) So... Uh, Oklahoma City, like I'm pretty sure on the NBA lead in episode for the season that Eric, uh, you know, stole my trendy Oklahoma City Thunder pick, but it looks fantastic right now.
2: I said they'd make it to the Western Conference Finals. I didn't say they're going to win it all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I I, have loved Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm a big uh, Sam Presti fan. Uh love their coach, and I can never remember his name. Uh, which obviously means i don't love the coach enough
1: coaching <laughs> coach face
0: <So. Coachy> McCoachface, <laughs> coach face yeah i think it's uh scott sterling Um mark Dagnalt, Dagnalt yeah because i always want to say that his his uh it's a Vigero, and the Vigero is the jazz i believe jazz, yes. yes uh i don't know why i mix those two up but i i also have a lot of love for the utah jazz but the Thunder are – and Timberwolves are some of the funnest teams to watch in the NBA right now. It's just it – they've got youth everywhere. Everyone plays hard. They play together. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of ego. I would say there's probably more ego on the Timberwolves than there is on the Thunder. Um, but it seems to me like the ego in, on, in Minnesota has kind of merged together because Cat's doing his thing. Ant's doing his thing. And then whoever has it going that night, they lean on heavily. Like I, The other day, like, Cat was out-dueling um, from the three-point line. Oh, man. I forgot who it was now. But I, I forgot the team. It, I think it was like Devin Booker when the Suns or something. But Cat had like nine threes. That player had nine threes. And Cat was just hitting big shot after big shot to make sure the Minnesota Timberwolves were still in that game. Um Rudy Gobert is, I mean, that trade is still outlandish. I'm not going to sit here and defend that trade, but you're anchoring the best defense in the league and you plus 6.7 differential. Like him and Cat are are averaging, I think, combined. It's like 40-plus and 20-plus, you know, points and rebounds. Like uh, those are some really, really awesome teams to watch. I will say, you know, it's hard to pick them in the playoffs in the NBA, it's very much if you haven't been there before,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it, you know what I mean. It, it's almost like to make that leap is 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 tough. So I don't want to I don't want to doubt them, but it's gonna be real hard for me when I see like the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on you know uh, a Sacramento team, Kings team, who was battle tested last year. You know what I mean? And that's that's the matchup that they got right now. Right, So you you got Mike Brown, who's a great defensive coach. You, you got two players who were disrespected and not added into the All-Star game, which is my takeaway, like the Sacramento Kings. And Eric called it. Eric called it at the beginning of the year. He said the Sacramento Kings are going to be disrespected. Everyone's going to downplay what they did last year. It's not going to matter, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Dude, Sabonis, what was The status? he has 36 straight double-doubles. 36 games straight with a double-double and he leads the league in triple-doubles and is not an all-star. Go. <laughs> Go. Uh, DeAaron Fox is shooting 20 and scoring 27 a game right now. I think he has over 9 assists and then obviously his name is swiper, no swiping, no swiping. That dude plays defense, he steals, he's a fast break machine like Eric told us. That Sacramento was going to get disrespected because you know it Lakers, Clippers, Suns are and Warriors are all in that division. Speaking of, what a crazy division! Uh, Steph, KD, and LeBron and Kawhi, yeah, you know it's it's almost like I you could almost see how they got there, but. Uh, the Kings might make some noise. So, Eric, what's your takeaway from the Western? Oh, yeah, I think you had two, right?
2: I have a couple, but I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to back Nevada and say uh, one of my biggest takeaways is patience is key, and drafting correctly is very important. See Sam Presti um, in Oklahoma City. Um, he never wavered on his plan. He never faltered. People, I'm sure people tempted him like the devil did in the Garden of Eden with Eve, but he never bit. He stuck to his guns, and he's got these young cats uh, in second place. Uh, back to back Nevada on SGA, he has the second favorite odds at plus 280 to win the MVP this year. Um, if you believe in voter fatigue, um, you know, the favorite is Nikola Jokic, who I'm not saying this because he doesn't deserve it. I'm not saying it because he isn't the best player in the league. I'm saying voter fatigue, um, and, uh, kind of the, what we saw this, this comes back to my AI and Steph Curry point. My AI, the, the culture, AI brought the culture, the hip-hop culture to the NBA, which has been fantastic and it's grown the sport. But at the same time, we got guys like Nikola Jokic who are the last pick in the NBA All-Star draft. We got guys like DeMontis Sabonis not getting drafted or not getting picked for the All-Star game because they don't fit into this culture that this NBA has created. And it's, and it's pretty fucking annoying and it's pretty fucking stupid that Nikola Jokic, the whole argument last year with him being the MVP and blah, 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 because he's white and all that bullshit. We're not going to get into it. But I do believe in voter fatigue. So at plus 280, if you want to throw a little, little pizza money on SJ to win that. Number the NBA, two? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If he gets his team to be a top two seed in the Western Conference with Hell. nothing but young talent around him.
0: They're only a game back from the one, dude. They could
2: be the one seed. Look, it doesn't hurt. Just put a little money on it. Sprinkle a little money on it, right? So that's going to be my first take. Patience is key, drafting. And then that leads into my second thing. For these players that are, for these fans and these coaches that are just want to win now, don't mortgage your team's future for a super team, quote unquote. Beal, Booker, and Durant have only played eighty-eight minutes together this season.
0: And Beal got hurt again. And Beal got got hurt
2: again. So you have to understand if you if you mortgage everything into a super team, quote unquote, with three players, one of those motherfuckers go down, and you're running a seven-man rotation, you're going to get tired. Playoffs are going to come. You're not going to have depth. You're not going to be able to. You know, it's just – stop doing it. Do what the Thunder did. Do what these other teams are doing. Do what Cleveland's doing. Yeah, Cleveland made some trades, but they, they're not like super team trades where you just have three players tied t- you know, up 80% of your money. It's ridiculous. Um, and Cleveland, then-
0: Cleveland also benefits from – Gar- garland and mobley not not being on max contracts yeah and jared but allen was on one it's, of the it's best. like
2: we have a we have a buddy who, who his whole argument is the knicks are one superstar away from from winning a title the pacers are one superstar away from winning a title how about those guys keep developing and we bring in role players to do a team sport to win a team championship how it's supposed to be this era of of one dude carrying a team it's never been that way it's always been team players the warriors did it as a team the nuggets did it as a team Yes, Jokic is the baddest motherfucker in the league, but he still had Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, all these dudes playing lights out for a deep playoff run. Stop mortgaging your future for a, a, a fake title hope because I do not believe the Suns have legitimate title hopes because when you get into a playoff series, you got seven games, you can scheme, and you only have a seven-eight-man rotation. What are you going to do? Every right? team drops down to eight in the playoffs. Though. So I, if
0: the Suns aren't healthy, they don't have a shot. If Sorry, if the Suns are healthy. They don't have a shot. I don't. I, I don't
2: believe so. No. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say my law. My word is concrete. My word no, is law. I, I get it. But no. I genuinely don't believe they have a chance. I don't believe. I just don't. I don't see it because you have teams like the Timberwolves who are just big as fuck and can body you up on defense. They have a superstar in the making and 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 Grant and Anthony Edwards. Like Oklahoma City Thunder, their youth might catch them. The LA Clippers. Who are you gonna stop on that team? Who are you gonna double? Who are you gonna double?
0: Also the Clippers, that defense, the Clippers roll out. Yes. Yeah.
2: And, and that's with so and that's with Bones Highland and PJ Tucker being disgruntled right now. Those <laughs> guys will be gruntled again and they will be back. <laughs> will be gruntled. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm just saying, stop mortgaging all stop stop letting the fans and stop thinking that you need to do all these crazy moves to win championships, build build Celtics
0: started it and it's been, you know, with the, with KG Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, although I always give that one the, a pass because it was like old Kevin Garnett, old Ray Allen, old, old enough Paul to Pierce. win a fucking championship. Yeah. And, but, um, but they started it and you know, so it, it is, it is interesting. And with the South, the CBA that's kicking in next year, like fully, um, it's gonna be very, very interesting. These teams that are stacked with these first round picks are,
2: are 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 just licking their lips. If you look at this Western Conference lineup right now, one through eight, because we don't this playing bullshit needs to go. But no chance. I, it's I know amazing. it's not going to. I don't like it, but it's amazing. W- one through eight here. Look at this. You got Minnesota going up against Sacramento. That's a fire matchup. That's a team with playoff experience. That's a team with two
0: Minnesota against the Lakers or Golden State would also be fire.
2: Uh Lakers and they get swept. So, next. <laughs> yeah, you then you have Oklahoma you City hate. against Dallas. How fun is that? SGA versus Luka, Chet versus Kyrie. It's awesome. Chet versus Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> I would love to see Kyrie guard Chet, bro. <laughs> and then you get the Clippers and the Pelicans, which is just a fun, fast paced, you know, high drama, high hamstring injury uh, series. <laughs> and then you get the Denver Nuggets and Phoenix. You get a true team. Versus a super team with three super players, Denver takes that in five easy. I know it wasn't like that last year, but this is different. Denver takes it in five this year.
0: You're absolutely bonkers if you don't think a a play-in between the Mavs Kings and Lakers Warriors is fire. No, no, it
2: is fire, but it's also like, like, come on, man. We're giving teams an excuse to be kind of shitty a little bit and then still make a shot at the playoffs?
0: No, now not everyone is a seller. That's why you don't have superstars getting traded all the time.
2: Man. Nah, be sellers again. Selling the Philly. <laughs> Damn, there it goes. <laughs> all, right.
0: all right, what's your next take for the Western Conference?
2: Uh, that was we're kind of like my two takes. Oh, into was other. Okay. Lastly, I will say this. Um, let's stop crowning people before they do anything in the NBA. Victor Wenbenyama has been fucking amazing, but Chet's better. Chet has been better this year. And all this hoopla, all this—the Thunder may have gotten the player of the generation in chat. We don't know yet, but let's stop crowning people before they do anything productive in the NBA. Please. They could
0: both be Greg Oden.
2: They could both I mean? be. Like, and we're well. spending all this time. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not like, wishing that. Like, let's 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 you know, let's give them love. Let's let's hope that they do good. Let's cheer for them. Let's root for them because we want to see young men succeed. But let's stop crowning people. Like we have guys already saying Webanyama is the next LeBron. Look. No, he's not. Two different Bro,
0: players, two different how skill can sets, you two say different.
2: That? LeBron is special, dog. Dude, it's just it's ridiculous. LeBron man.
0: is one of a kind. How can you say Weminyama is is the next ah whoever said that needs to step up. It's on the, the it
2: same right guy who says Halliburton's Burton's a great defensive player, and the same guy who said fucking uh Jordan Poole's contract was tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh all right. Uh Nevada, do you have another take for the Western conference?
1: No, the one I was gonna uh, mention, but you you already covered. I gotta give love to uh, Sabonis and DeAndre Fox. Um, I wa- watching uh, Sabonis last year, you could see just kind of the player he was budding into. Um, I, again, one of those Eastern European white, tall, skinny dudes like Joker. Uh, different, a little bit different uh, style of play, but um, still just triple-double monsters, and then Fox. Every single year that he's been playing, he's pretty much been upping his uh, average on points per game. So those two working together, a very kind of reminiscent of a, granted, a little bit different style, but uh, Joker and and Jamal, just a two-headed beast that just feed off each other. So um, kind of like what Eric was alluding to, you, you don't want to sleep on them. Fun team to watch, especially those two when they're uh, – Think from what I saw, this is their first so far full season together, being able to play with each other, kind of like uh, Joker and Jamal last year. So you're seeing what that leads to. It's fun.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with I that. I mean, Debonis, Debonis, Sabonis is doing what Kevin Love did <laughs> in Minnesota, but getting an eighth of the love.
0: <laughs> pun intended. No pun
2: intended. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know damn well you could you put Kevin Love and him next to each other. They're both doing – Kevin Love's run was phenomenal. Sabonis is phenomenal. But did we not hear to it at – what did you say? Ad Nausea when it was Kevin Ad, Love doing ad-nauseum. it? Ad Nauseam. Yeah. Are we hearing it now? No, no.
0: I, look, <laughs> I, I was the one who was putting people on Sabonis. I, I, in fantasy, in the fantasy draft, the year that Sabonis broke out and became an all-star, I got him in like the seventh round. And I was, ju- I remember walking around the living room like, yeah, I got Sabonis, you dumb bitches. He's so good. He was good in Indiana. It's just Indiana's a small market. He was good in Sacramento. Sacramento's not only is Sacramento a small market, but Sacramento had been bad for so long. Right, so now that Sacramento's starting to be good and they're starting to be consistent, right? They need to get another 47, 48, 49 win season so that way the NBA is like, okay, we got to put them on national television because that, that's one of the things, right? I have league pass, Eric has league pass, most NBA fans don't, and also like regular season hoops is very hard to watch because there's no defense and there's no styles. There's no styles like how the two thousands had styles, how the early 2010s had styles because analytics and no disrespect to LeBron, but LeBron made it a five out game, right? Everyone needs to be behind the three. Everyone needs to be shooting threes. Like the, it's crazy to watch now. It used to be, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies, we're going to slow it down. We're going to grind you out. And they were going to put your ass into the paint, and they were going to lay it up. And if they didn't lay it up, you were going to foul them, and they were going to get free throws. Wazebo? Wazebo, Marcus, saw Tony Allen, Mike Conley. That team had an awesome style, bro. And, and then, you know <sighs> – you just you just knew what styles you were getting, right? Golden State was always a fast break team, right? You know, the seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns. Like, there was always style teams, right? There was always – and then some teams will lean on low posts. Some teams would be mid-range. Some teams shot the three well. Not everyone could shoot the three well. And that's what I feel like is getting lost in today's game. Um, but my last point, my last takeaway is – the Utah Jazz are my favorite team to watch right now on League Pass. They are awesome. If you like X's and O's, you like squad platoon deployments, you like seeing the chemistry between two very odd players. They traded Kelly Olenek, which was which was just a dagger to my heart. Because that man was averaging seven and a half assists. I, I know Kelly Olenek is not a not a loved player. But the fact that he can be a stretch four and get you seven and a half assists because he's a secondary playmaker, right? He's he's got kind of got that Draymond chop, uh, not Draymond, but like when Draymond sets a pick and they get him the ball because they trap Steph Curry, and now Draymond's playing four on three. Draymond always makes the right pass, right? Draymond can also create on his own, but Kelly Olinick has that secondary playmaker style as well. So, man. John Collins is bought in. I don't think we've said that in the last four years. Uh, Laurie Markinen, superstar, not superstar, all star, all star for the Utah Jazz is has been playing re- playing fantastic for them. He's never looked more comfortable in a system. Um, Keontae George, every time I watch that Rook, I'm like, I'm so impressed with him. They got their guard of the future. They they have rehabbed Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton is a fantastic guard again. Like the potential that we saw in Colin Sexton that led him to being a top ten draft pick, Colin Sexton is balling again for the Utah Jazz. I, I implore you, if you are a hoop head and you want to watch some fun basketball, go watch the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are twenty six and twenty eight right now. They're back below five hundred, but. At one point in time, the Utah Jazz were like 17 games below 500. And they are now only two. They actually went above 500 and hit a little bit of rough patch. They're now be- back below it. That's a huge leap. So they were one of the hottest teams in December and January. So I, it's a fun team. If you're looking for a fun team to watch, I, I implore for the Utah Jazz. Uh, I'm going to pause here if you guys have any last nickels. And if not, then I'll we'll wrap
2: it up. Uh, just go bet SGA for MVP and go bet the Orlando magic to win their conference division, division. Sorry. And you will win some money. (laughs) I can't guarantee it. I can't promise it, but I'm telling you, you will. If the magic beat the
0: Celtics for the one seed, I would be stunned, bro. I was Uh, like, Eric, how did you know that?
2: (laughs) I mean, that's, it's only a 13 game lead. That's possible. Just a complete breakdown. Jason Tatum, you know, gets a hernia, pops a nut,
0: something you would need. (laughs) <laughs> everyone
2: to have collectively sprained their ankles or something yeah. like that. That's special. After seeing Drake Greenlaw go down and I wish so much bad upon the San Francisco 49ers, I actually felt really bad because he's like the one player I didn't want anything bad to happen to. Him or Fred but, Warner. Yeah. Him or, exactly. So I, I'm going to stop wishing bad upon players because I feel like it's partly my fault for cursing the Niners before I went to bed every night over the last three months. So, You've been cursing people. See, I, I I would, I, would, I was literally praying every day that we would wake up and see CMC just like got chlamydia yeah. and it expanded into his lungs and he had Ooh. some sort of lung condition and he couldn't run anymore and his career was cut short. You were wishing for lung chlamydia, yeah, something, <laughs> just something that he just, just go away, dude. I I go, I, away. I
0: never, I understand that fan is short for fanatic, <laughs> but I can never, ever get on board for wishing ill like that. Like that's. Cr- Crazy to me. But Nevada, any last nickels?
1: Yeah, uh, little uh, words of wisdom for the roomies. Learn from me and Shanahan. If you make it to the big game, close it out. If you know, you know.
2: (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Cologne-Mendez. For my co-host, as always, we have with us the EPE and our first executive producer, Nutty Putty. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.